there comes a time in your business where you may feel like you are plateauing in business. So how do you get out of a plateau? How do you level up so that you can scale your business and grow even more? Today on the Waste Up Wardrobe um, episode on this one, we're going to be exploring and reviewing the book, Scale or Fail by Alison Maslin. And in her book, she outlines five key pillars of how to scale your business and take it to the next level. But if you want to hear what these five pillars are, you know the drill. You're going to have to stick around to find out. Welcome to Waste Up Wardrobe. I'm Christine Vartanian, a civil engineer and attorney turned personal style expert and image consultant. As the founder of Jade for All Seasons, I am passionate about unveiling the inner confidence of my clients by developing their personal style. But is getting dressed up still important in our virtual world? Well, that's where my experience can help with what I call Waste Up Wardrobe. Waste Up Wardrobe is a podcast for all things you need to conduct an outstanding Zoom meeting. It's about how to dress for the camera, but it's not just about the clothes. It's about everything you need to know to show up on brand and professionally for the camera. Join me in the Waste Up Wardrobe studio to discuss how to navigate this virtual world and dominate from behind the desk. Hello, Virtual Nation. Thank you for joining us for yet another episode of Waste Up Wardrobe. This is episode 114, and today we are doing a deep dive and book review on the book Scale or Fail, written by Allison Maslin, my personal business coach. Um, and I have to say, this book is really, really great about how to scale your business, but it also gives you sort of a path of how to do it. What are those key things you need to know to be able to up level? And we're going to dig deep into all those things that Allison Maslin outlines in her book. But before we go there, I just want to say thank you for being here for another episode of Waste Up Wardrobe and tuning in. You know we are on iTunes as well, so you can listen to us as you stroll that beach. Or if you're on a run, you can certainly listen to us as well. If you're a podcast listener, if you're listen listener when you're you know exercising, it's a good time to pull out your iTunes and look us up. You can read us and review us as well. We're also on YouTube and we stream every Thursday religiously at 1130 live from Facebook. And so we are always here to have a conversation and really hear what you have to say about the topics we're bringing you. I also want to say thank you for uh, my awesome producer, Rick Moscoso, who's always in the production room making this show go round. So thank you, Rick, for always being the wind beneath the wings of the show and the ultimate tech person that makes this show possible. And I wanted to also say that we love to hear your comments. We love to hear your reviews, your thoughts on the show. If there's any other topics you want us to bring you or any other guests, please drop it in the comments or let us know your thoughts because you make the show um, go round as well. So Let's talk a little bit about the book, Scale or Fail. Scale or Fail was written by Alison Maslin, who is my very own business coach. She's also the founder of Pinnacle Global Network, and she herself is a scaling genius. And that's why reading her book can really help you go to the next level, depending on where you are in your business. You know, a lot of times we grow, 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 and then we plateau and it takes, we end up sitting in that plateau state for a while for whatever reason. Um, but today we're going to go over her advice and her tips on how you can 
burst out of that plateau and really increase and up level and get to that next level in your business. Whether you're trying to go from a six figure business to a seven figure business or seven figure business to eight figure business, these ideas and concepts and fundamentals are going to serve you. Uh, Allison herself has built, she's been a serial entrepreneur. She's built 10 companies and um, she now is the, um, runs Pinnacle Global Network, which is a business mentoring company and it is a global company. She has clients all over the world and I am one of those lucky people to be in her tribe, the Pinnacle Global Network tribe. I have met amazing entrepreneurs through um, Pinnacle Global Network and have really, really up-leveled my own business being in this group. She um, is really um, very, she's very specific about how you continually have to grow and you always have to be thinking about your big picture vision so that you can really scale your business. Because a lot of times what happens as business owners is that we work, 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 work in the business we get really excited because the business is growing. We get really stuck in the weeds. We get into that mindset that nobody could do what we do. Nobody can help us do what we do, that we don't want to find somebody to support us or up level with us or replace us because <laughs> we are the company. But the reality is if one of your goals is to scale your business, to grow it, to become uh, more influential, to increase your circle of influence and reach more people, serve more people and increase your profits, you do have to think about what your end game is or what your continual up leveling game is, which is sort of that scaling idea. So uh, we, Allison Madison has also been on the Waste Up Word of Show as a guest, and we will probably we'll link that uh, episode here in the comments so that you can actually get to meet her uh, and hear her speak herself. Um, but today we're diving into her book. And um, scale or fail is really um, is really clever because not only any business owner can relate to it, but she also plays on a lot of metaphors from her experience as a trapeze artist. She is a trapeze artist. She's been doing it for years and years and years, and she uses so many metaphors of how taking that leap in the air you know, aligns with taking the leap in businesses. And I just love that because as a person who loves to train my body as well, I find that there's so many metaphors between the way you, you train in a gym or train your body or train as an athlete. And then the metaphor that you take that out to the world and train in life and in business, there's so many aligned metaphors. I mean, from the from discipline to taking the, the risks, to taking a leap, to up-leveling every day, to keep at it when you fail. Um, those are all metaphors that she uses in the book to, uh, to really give people the idea and the flavor of what it would be like to take to, to meet the obstacles and challenges and overcome them. So I think that's super interesting about the book. It's also something very interesting about her personally uh, that I enjoy to hear about and, um, and hear all her analogies to the trapeze world. So when she starts the book, she starts with um, an introduction and she talks about everything really in business starts with the leap. And that seriously really resonates with me. And I would imagine it would resonate with a lot of people who've started up businesses and founded businesses because 
you have to kind of take the risk, right? And so taking the leap is a lot like taking the risk. You may have some great ideas and you may be one of those people that is a frustrated business owner because you've never actually, you have all these ideas about creating a business, but you never actually executed on it or never actually took the leap, right? So, so it's really, it's really interesting that she starts her introduction with taking the leap. Everything starts with taking that risk in business. You have a great idea. You have a great product you want to launch. You just got to do it. You got to do it. No matter the things that are making you be fearful or the matter of the things that are obstacles and challenges, no matter who the naysayers are, you got to shut all that out. Put your your um your courage hat on and take the leap kind of like she does when she takes that leap on the trapeze so that that is sort of the analogy you know a lot of us sometimes we we end up we we believe in other people so much we'll invest in other people we'll take time to mentor other people and when it comes to us personally we get a little timid and we feel like well can we really do it can we really take that leap take the risk and make it happen and make our dream come true. And the reality is, if you're having a hard time with that that first step of taking a leap when you start business or even scaling, if you're in business and you're afraid to take that next step because it has a lot of risks, you've got to believe in yourself. And if you don't believe in yourself, you got to fake believing in yourself. <laughs> you have to really put that courage cap on and proceed. And a great way to do that is think about your big picture vision and why you've decided to do what you do. And actually, uh, I'll reference you back to, I believe, last episode, episode 113, where I talked about your big picture vision. And the big picture vision always starts with a foundation. What is that foundation? Your why. Not just your why, but that visceral connection to the purpose, the reason why you started your business in the first place. So when you can keep that in mind and you can visualize it and you can put it on your big picture vision, it's a little bit easier to take that leap because you know you're doing it not just for one person or doing it because you have this desire that you want to you know, create a business. It's more because you're doing it because you have something really valuable to offer people and you've got to put that out there. Out there. So starting, with, it always starts with a leap. That's how the book starts with the introduction of like what that's all about. And then the next thing that Allison goes into uh, in the Scale or Fail book is what exactly is scaling, right? So, yeah, so somebody might say, well, define that. What do you mean by that? I have a business. It's running well. I do fairly well. I meet my bills. But what is scaling exactly? Scaling is not only growing. It's like kind of growing exponentially. That's the best way I can describe it. It's it's that you've now built in systems in your business and you are you've got, you know, you've grown to a place where it's it's great, but you can do so much more. You can serve so many more people. You can make so much more profit if you just scaled exponentially or grew exponentially. So when we define scaling or when she defines scaling, she she says um, that when you have reached a point in business and you've got these unending lists and that you're stuck in the weeds as a business owner, you're really never taking any time away from the business. You have no time. You have no time to have fun. You have no time to feel joy. You have no time to hang out with your family because all you're doing is stuck in the weeds of your business. 
it could be a sign to scale. Actually, it is a sign to scale because you are doing well, obviously, right? Otherwise, you wouldn't be spending so much time in, in the business. But you're at a place now where your growth is a little stunted because you're doing everything yourself. So it's not a really fun place to be. It might be exciting for a little while because you could see you're, you're seeing people want your product. You're, there's demand. But it's not exciting because you are spent as a business owner and a founder. And being stuck in the weeds kind of kind of sucks because, you know, you, you, you find yourself looking at things so microscopically on such a granular level, which is good sometimes, but then you kind of miss the big picture. And what's in the big picture? Your big picture vision is in the big picture. So you always have to be looking at it from, you know, from a, from a bird's eye view so that you can really see where the gaps are and know where you're going to fix the gaps. Okay. So when you get to that point where there's too much on your plate, you're not having fun, um, you have to start thinking about, okay, what's the next step, right? You have to start creating processes and thinking about how you're going to automate things. So if you have certain processes that you follow yourself, you want to start documenting that so that you're preparing to bring in somebody else to help you with the workload. I know, I totally get it. I, as a business owner, founder of a very creative business, always felt like, I don't really know if I can replace me. People come to me because they want to work with me. And the reality is, though that might be true, um, there are people that you can bring into your tribe, bring into your culture that not only can be do what you do, but can enhance what you do. Because we all have, all have a skill set, right? But we can bring people that can complement our skill sets and make the business even better and better. And that's the idea. As a business owner, it's really hard to, especially if you're in a creative business where you're, you know, if you're a graphic artist or an inventor or artist or somebody who does what I do, which is style people with clothing and signature looks, sometimes you feel like there's really nobody that will do it just like me. And that though that might be true, there's definitely somebody that can compliment you and make, give you better ideas, give you ideas. I mean, two minds is better than one, but the key is finding them, right? That is the challenge. And the challenge is how do you find them? How do you handpick them? And Allison goes into that and gives such great tips in her book about how to find great employees. She has certain rules that you can follow. One of her rules I love is sort of the rule of three, interviewing a person three times before you hire them in three different places in three different mediums. So that is one of those rules that helps you evaluate a candidate in different environments under different types of pressure. So I feel like that is one of the, 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 the policies or guidelines she has that really, really can help, um, you find the right candidates to replace you or complement you, right? And so the idea of, and it's not about completely replacing you, but it's the idea that you want to be able to step away from your business. You want to be able to go on a vacation and not worry that your business is going to come to a stop. And that's the idea behind scaling. You don't want to be able, you don't want to move away from the business or take a week off or take time off for some R&R &R and feel like the business is falling apart. That does not feel good. You wanna be able to step away from the business for a certain given period of time and know that the business is gonna be just fine and is running seamlessly, even without your physical presence there. That's the idea behind scaling. So Allison talks about five pillars in the scale-it method 
the scale it method, the S-C-A-L-E method, scale. Um, and she really simplifies sort of this idea of how to scale when it when thinking about it, right? So scale, though in the word scale, S stands for your strategic vision. So we've talked about this quite a bit because it is so important. It's your strategic vision, which is your big picture vision. And we had last episode was about the big picture vision. And we're going to be dropping the link to last uh, the last episode here in the comments at some point so that you can refer to it and reference it pretty easily. But the strategic vision is really important because it's sort of like your guide. It's like your goal. When you don't set goals, you don't know what you're working toward. So it's really important to have that strategic vision in place. Okay. Uh, she says that, you know, having a strategic vision is sort of like having, you know, your yellow brick road that leads to um, to the end end goal, right? You, It's kind of a path that you have marked of how to get there. How are you going to get to your goals? And, um, you know, it's, it's sort of that inspiration too, that keeps you going when you're having an off day, because we all have off days and all have down, down days in business. That's just the way the story goes. But when you have that strategic vision outlined in front of you in the back of your mind or on a board in front of you, you know what you're working toward. There's a bigger purpose than just a bad day. One bad day is not going to bring the vision down. That is the idea. And I really emphasize this in, in the last episode, uh, episode 113, where we're talking specifically about big picture vision planning, about really knowing and starting with what your why is, not your just your why, but the why to the why to the why, that deep visceral connection you have with your purpose that keeps you going on a daily basis. you got to start with that why and you got to put it on your strategic vision and You've got to know where you're headed in order to stay on track, in order to stay on that yellow brick road. So when it comes to scaling, the first thing that always has to be established is that strategic vision and that big picture vision. You always have to have that in mind. The second part of scaling in uh, Allison's book, as outlined in Allison's book, is the C, which is cash flow. As business owners, cash flow is important. We know cash is king and it is important in business. And it, you know, Allison speaks of it like it's the bloodline of your company. It's sort of that lifeline. Um, without it, of course, you when you ha you're having a bad month, you can get really, really stuck. It's sort of that breathing and pumping blood into the core systems of your business. That's what she says in her book. And I love that analogy. And so and her philosophy is you need to be thinking about cash flow on a daily basis. Every single day, you have to be thinking about how you're going to be, you know, facilitating the cash coming in. And it's always interesting to me because people think about uh, cash flow in different ways. I mean, sometimes having cash flow is about actually applying for that credit line. And Allison's philosophy is you want to apply for credit lines when you're not desperate for money on times when you have the opportunity to do it and, a time, and an opportunity to acquire a credit line, but you aren't desperate for it. There's not a crunch in the business. So you want to keep that in mind. And a lot of people are very risk ad adverse when it comes to accumulating debt to build a business. But Allison is a firm believer and she's convinced me that there is good debt and there is 
bad debt, right? If you're going to get debt and you're going to go off and, on a shopping spree on unnecessary things for the business, then that's not really very efficient debt. But if you're taking on debt to grow and you have a plan of how you're going to grow, that's perfectly good debt. That is how companies grow. So you have to be aware um, of like, you know, of that philosophy where if you're like a risk adverse person, that can easily stunt you. You have to do sort of a risk benefit analysis of how is this debt going to serve you? Is it just going to be a credit line that sits there just for peace of mind for a rainy day? Is it going to be some, uh, some kind of equipment you're investing in that will bring back the money to you. That's a great way to grow. And that is a great way to, to look at debt. And the thing is too, that as companies get bigger, there's sort of myth that if you're a big company, you don't have cash flow problems, but that is such a myth because the bigger you grow, the bigger everything else grows, right? The bigger you get, the bigger your debt gets liabilities the bigger you grow the more your payroll perhaps grows so there's as you grow just because you're a big profitable company doesn't mean you don't have cash flow bad days or that you have to be focusing on cash flow you always have to be fo focusing on cash flow and it is sometimes necessary to scale your business and take it to the next level because remember having good debt can help you grow and help you scale and that's the idea so she talks about in the book how it's really important to really be focused on sales, focus on sales all the time, every single day. She says that when she wakes up in the morning, the first thing she focuses is on sales. And we're not talking about necessarily cold calling people, although that is a way to, to, to acquire sales, but there's so many different ways to focus on that, right? You can grow your sales team and put them out to do that. You can reach out, you can follow up to old clients, you can create new streams of income and offer it to current clients. Uh, you can be seeking referrals from partners or friends, following up on leads that of people you met that you know are interested and need your services, setting up meetings to connect, and connecting with your people. You know, social media is great for that. That is something that I do to kind of grow my business and to really promote sales. So connecting with your people on Facebook or Instagram, whatever platform it is that you use is on LinkedIn is really important because that keeps you top of mind. And most of your clients are going to come from your immediate circle of influence. And you're going to find that connecting with them on a regular basis keeps you top of mind. And they are always then inquiring or exposed to the work that you do. So that's a really important piece of sales because you're connecting with more people. You never know if that person that you connected with, like that family member or friend, is going to connect you with somebody else. So being top of mind in your circle of influence is a really important thing. And Allison has this great line when it comes to cash flow and sales is that you want to always be thinking about sales every day and you want to rinse and repeat. Just keep thinking about it all day, every day. Um, and also think about sometimes people feel like sales or sell sales or selling is kind of icky because you know you're hitting people up for something and that is the wrong way of thinking about sales you have to think about sales as sharing you have something either a product or service that people need that will enhance their life and make their lives better wouldn't you want everybody that needs it to to get 
to gain that, to have that for themselves. So you want to think about when you're reaching out to people, asking for referrals, talking about your business and promoting your business, that you are really just sharing your business so that you can help as many people as possible. And that is one of Allison's true philosophies. She lives by it and so true. And it makes you as a business owner understand that your business is valuable. It makes you believe in what you're offering. And when people are interacting and asking you questions and interested, it corroborates that. So it's really important to be sharing because here's the thing. If you don't share about your business, how will people ever know that you've got it? <laughs> how will people ever know that you can serve them or help them, right? They're not, it's, it doesn't just happen. You have to be talking about the business. Um, and then I just like want to end this cash flow piece with the most important thing that Allison said that resonated with me is that you want to borrow money when you don't really need it. You never want to be desperate trying to get that credit line or that credit card. You want to have it so that if there's a rainy day, if there's a recession, if there's something that happens, uh, you've got that. You've got yourself covered. And she also talks a lot about different scalable strategies, right? Replicating your talent and self is kind of like what we talked about earlier. Is like what you're doing, you might want to hire another person that does what you do that complements your work. Um, you want to offer customers things that um, that they want to buy, you know, might want to offer them different offerings, new products. How can you serve them more or serve them better? You can add services that you didn't have before, products. I personally have done all those things. I've, uh, you know, I have uh, offered my clients services that are similar to what they may have purchased in the past, but different in other ways and serve them in different areas of their lives. For instance, a lot of times my clients will come to me to get a full wardrobe, but they know that I design their sets for your virtual office and then they'll come and buy that product. Uh, so there's all these things that you can really offer. In, in my world, the world of styling, I'm styling everything for the entrepreneur, including their businesses. So I have all these modules that I can offer a potential client. The other thing is subscriptions. And I have that as well. I started the the, the Bay Box company, which a club, which is sort of the big audacious earrings subscription box, where it's a subscription, you get three earrings every season for a very affordable price point, and people love it. And it's a great new stream of income for my business. So she has all these ideas of how different things you can do to scale your business on page 68 of her book, she lists them. So I'm not going to go into all of them. But those are like some of the top ones that I've implemented in my very own business as well. Okay, so the number, the third thing about when you want to scale your business is what A stands for, and that's alliance of the team. That is your team. You know, I'm finding right now as I'm building, continuing to build my team, that it is so important to surround yourself with people that are very invested in your vision, but all, and they see your vision, they feel like they can be a part of it um, and help you grow. They can grow with you and you can help them grow. So uh, you are the leader, and Allison really emphasizes this in her book. As the founder of a company, you are the leader and you're visionary. You're the one who's creating this big dream, this big picture vision that you want to create to help so many people um, with your product or your service. And when you're doing that and you're building a team of people to help you with that, you want them, you're also building this culture. A culture that 
holds true and is aligned with your core values that you've outlined in your big picture vision, you are building a culture that feels um, aligned with who you are and what you want to offer your your team. And for me personally, one of the things I truly believe in, it's one of my philosophies, is that when I am have somebody working for me, I want to be telling them, what is your dream? I always want to be asking, what is your dream? What is your biggest dream? I have a dream and I have a big picture vision, but I want to know what you want in your life because I want to help you get that. When people realize in your team that you're invested in their growth, in their education, that you want them to be better, that you're not afraid that they're going to get better and move on to a different company because that really doesn't serve anybody to have that fear, they become more invested in you. And guess what? They become a more dedicated employee. They become a more dedicated team member. And you're building a culture that you can be proud of, that where everybody's feeling joy and happiness because they all have a dream that they're working toward. Whether it's that you need to compensate them in a way that allows them to build their dream, whether you need to be flexible in a way to, that allows them to have the time that they want to have their dream life and work-life balance, whatever that is, you can also be proud as a leader of being a contributor to growth of your team. You're giving in a totally different way. That is one of my favorite things about this piece of Alliance of the Team. When I was thinking about growing my team, and I currently have four, uh, three team members right now, um, but I'm growing more and more every single day. This year has been a year, a year of growth, and I foresee that continuing to happen, is that I really want to hire people that want to stay with me and be part of this vision for a long time. Can't say forever because nothing's forever, right? Everything changes. But I want them to feel so supported. I want them to feel like they are in a place where they're going to be better in their lives. They're going to have a better life um, so that they can feel invested in me and want to have support me to do that too. So there's a sort of synergy that really, really is so valuable when it comes to alliance of the team. You want to build a culture where people want to come work for you and they want to be a part of this big picture vision, but they also feel happy in your space and in your workplace. So that's the A of scale, the scale it method, and uh, that's alliance of the team. So we've covered the strategic vision, we've covered the cash flow pillar, we've color covered the alliance of the team pillar. The fourth pillar in the scale method that that Allison outlines is leadership. Leadership. As the founder of your company, you are the ultimate leader. Whatever you do will trickle down. If you're having a bad day and it shows, it's going to trickle down. It's just the way things work. People feed off of your energy because you're the you're the leader, right? Um, you're the visionary. You're the founder. You're the leader. And what that means is that not only do you have to be um, a leader where that that they can go to and express their their sentiments and bring their ideas to, you also are encouraged and inspired by being in that leadership position to be the best version of thyself. I always say you got to be whatever, whether you're a leader in a family, you know, a parent, or if you're a leader in a company, or if you're leading a, a class, uh, 
you have to be the best version of yourself, or at least you have to be attaining, trying to attain to be the best version of yourself because that inspires people. <laughs> it makes them want to be led by you. And, um, and you know, we're not perfect. I have this really, really great example um, of somebody that asked me once, you know, how do you uh, offer constructive criticism to members of your team without them feeling like they are, you know, falling short or that they're shorthand, they're, you know, that they're being criticized or that yucky feeling of feeling like inadequate or criticized. And I have found that for me, because as a leader, I'm constantly checking myself. If I make a mistake, I tell my team, boy, I really, I really goofed here and I made this mistake and, um, and this is how I'm going to approach it next time. Because I am holding myself accountable, it makes that so much softer and so much easier when I am holding them accountable. I don't know if that makes sense, but the reality is when you as the leader are showing them that you make mistakes and you can be wrong and you can be vulnerable, that makes them feel like, oh, okay, she's not just checking us. She checks herself too, or he or she checks themselves too. Such an important thing to do as a leader. And it's just a thing you need to do if, you know, you can do if you kind of let that ego go to the wayside and really build, you know, really focus on your humility to be able to admit when you're wrong um, or make a mistake. I mean, we're human. We all do that. Right. But sometimes I find that leaders tend to think that it makes them less strong, less of a leader if they admitted their vulnerabilities. And I just happen to think exactly the opposite. So finally, the fifth pillar in the scale or fail book um, that of, of the scale it method that Allison outlines is the E is for execution. Yeah, this is where your whole big strategic vision, your big picture vision comes to life. All the magic that you've put on that uh, strategic vision is, is, is in front of you, but now it's time for implementation, execution, right? You've got this blueprint that is your strategic vision, but without execution, well, without taking action, it's like anything else, right? We all know we have to go to the gym and work out, but knowing is one thing and doing is another, right? We all know that we have to eat healthy, but knowing we need to eat healthy and doing that and actually implementing it, those are two different things. Same with your business and same with your strategic vision. You may have a beautiful strategic vision outline, but if you're not taking steps, you're not taking action steps for execution on the strategic vision, then you are um, you are definitely going to be shortchanging yourself and you're going to be finding that you are not um, going to grow because you know what your strategic vision is, but how are you actually taking steps to implement the strategic vision, right? So, so important. So when you have the whole strategic vision in place, remember that it's really important to have your entire team understand it. It has to be in front of the entire team. They have to really live and breathe it and want it too. They want to have this dream uh, come true. So that's part of really executing on the strategic vision is bringing in the team, bringing in your team members to be aligned with it and know what that is. What are those steps that they, they need to take to help you execute this blueprint and make sure that magic happen and the dream come to life? 
And remember, action is not perfection. This is something that Allison talks a lot about in the book. Action does not mean to be perfect. You do not have to be perfect when you execute um, your strategic vision. You just have to take action steps to get there. You know, in, in business, we have to pivot sometimes. I mean, what happened with um, during the pandemic in 2020, where people's businesses now, whatever their big picture vision is, completely got disrupted, completely got interrupted, and they had to rethink what their next steps were. I did that. You know, I wasn't dressing people from head to toe anymore. I had to think about how I was going to step in and really help them show up professionally now that they're showing up virtually. So we created a waste up wardrobe as a pivot. So sometimes you have a plan and plans get interrupted. So just be open to that idea as well. We as business owners really have to be able to think strategically and think and, and adjust quick. We have to have that business agility. So when it comes to executing your plan, remember the plan is the plan, but it's not written in stone. Things change and sometimes you have to adjust and pivot. So execution is about really taking steps towards the goal, building in team members to help you get there, creating a cash flow so that you can grow and get there, and um, being that leader that you need to be so that your team members can stay aligned with your vision. So when it comes to the scaling or failing, remember Allison Maslin's book, Scale or Fail, is a great book on how to do this methodically, what steps you need to take to get there with ease, seriously, with ease. So scale is, is, is Allison's definite genius. I recommend you pick up that book. And as always, we always wrap up Waste Up Wardrobe with the Waste Up Wardrobe Weekly Wrap Up. And the main takeaway here is remember, if you're getting to a place in your business where you're plateauing, where you're kind of stuck, where you're stuck in the weeds, where you're working seven, 24 seven and the joy is being sucked out of your life, it's time to think about how you're gonna scale your business so that you can replicate yourself or build a team that can help you, okay? That's the main takeaway. If you're stuck in the weeds and you're feeling like you're just a little bit overwhelmed, it's time to think about scaling. A great tool is the Scale or Fail book. I love this book because for so many reasons. First of all, because it's written by my uh, my genius mentor. Second of all, because it's written by a woman, so you get a really different perspective on scaling. Third, because it gives you a method of how to do it. You know, strategic vision, cash flow, alliance of the team, leadership and execution. If you can think of those five pillars and start really figuring out where the gaps are you can do amazing things. So use the book as a tool. And I'm going to say with the hashtag scale and shine, I'm going to be sending a scale or fail book to the person who puts in scale, hashtag scale and shine in the comments first. The first person that does that, I'll be sending them a scale or fail book so that they can start reading it. It is an easy read and it is really, really good. And it gives you an outline for how to do it, which is amazing. It's amazing to have sort of a plan, right? Somebody to put out a plan. Sometimes you just want people to tell you how to do something. And this book does that. So that's your tool. Your tips are once you get the book and you read it, or if you listen to this episode and you kind of have these five pillars down, think about where you could do better. Where could you, which category, which pillar do you need to start working on? Is it really planning your strategic vision and really having clarity on that? Is it starting about how you're going to be thinking about cash flow on a daily basis, your sales? Is it, you know, trying to build a team? 
Is it your leadership skills that need some sharpening? Are you really good about having your strategic vision, but your execution hasn't been on point? Think about where you might be able to up-level a little bit and just take that one pillar and work on it one at a time. Action item. I'm going to say action item is always for me, either figure out what your why is, figure that out, your why to your why, your why. What is that purpose you have? Why did you even start this business? That is always the start point. And think about what your why is and really focus in on that and figure out how you're going to scale, how you're going to grow based on your why. How many more people are you going to serve based on that reason, that purpose that you even started a business in the first place? And not only that, if you've already honed your why and you kind of know why you're doing what you're doing, it's time to always be connected to it and to connect your team to it. So there you have it, the Waste Up Wardrobe Weekly Wrap-Up. And you know we're here every Thursday at 11.30 Pacific Live, bringing you a new fresh show on entrepreneurship, on how to show up professionally on camera and off camera. So join us next week at 11.30 on Thursday in the Facebook page at Waste Up Wardrobe and bring a friend. 